Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Sean. It's me again, Sean, and yes, have forgotten as well has been a thematically important line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, considering, considering a lot of the Marvel Universe is forgotten in some way. Looking at you, Diamond Jill, or is that even the Lil? name? Lil. Diamond Lil. See, unfortunately, for some reason, I don't remember half the stuff I learned in my French and French and Arabic class, but yeah. I just remember Marvel stuff and soak it up and remember forever. Yeah. No, that happens to me too. Although apparently not <laughs> Diamond Lil. I'm not even sorry. I don't I couldn't I couldn't care less. Um, who are we doing? Who are we doing today? Well, today we're talking about Nova, but not the Nova you're thinking of. Oh, that's a shame. I like the Nova I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, I like the Nova I'm thinking of as well. Um, and this Nova is different. Because I think the Nova you're thinking of was created a little... Well, actually, no. I'm thinking of, like, Sam Ryder, right? Not Sam Ryder, uh, Richard Ryder. Richard Ryder. Okay, sure, him. And he a, he was one. not really a thing at this time. Huh. So, yeah. But Nova, what do you think Nova is? So, I know the Nova Corps are basically a ripoff of the Green Lanterns, and they have helmets that give them powers. But I'm guessing, based on the fact that we're not talking about Richard Ryder, that this isn't those Novas. Am I right so far? You're right. Okay. Nova then must be a fire-powered character of some kind. Um, are they one of the, like, obscure pseudo-X-Men characters like Sunfire? No. That's my best guess. No? No. Okay. What What do you think, what do you think uh, Nova's powers would be? Fire. Hang on, is this the one that was, like, the other Human Torch for a while? Yes. Oh, yeah! Okay. I knew this one. From John Byrne's um, Fantastic Four? Yeah, yeah okay. that's, that's it, exactly. Um, so, her real name. Well, first off, she looks like... I'm so proud of myself right now. <laughs> I got that. She looks like Human Torch, but yeah. uh, Lady. Lady Torch. Lady Torch. You know, so just imagine the Human Torch, but maybe she has boobs. Well, she has <laughs> boobs instead of, instead of a dingling. <laughs> So, just some extremely mature, nuanced content on this show. <laughs> but uh, Frankie, Frankie Ray, love oh, her name. Yeah. Love her name, honestly. Great, it's a great name. Love it. Um, she, her occupation is former interpreter, now Herald of the Galactus. Oh yeah, I got that far. It was nuts. So the general population knows that, frankly, of hum- of Earth knows that she has the Human Torches like power Mm -hmm. but she but unaware of her existence of as nova she's single okay she was johnny uh, johnny storm's girlfriend for a while yeah for a while i guess like when you move off to space to go around destroying planets uh that does tend to cut ties with some of your previous relationships if i'm remembering properly she pretty much got like human torch powers just like bye loser (laughs) yeah (laughs) Left. If I'm remembering correctly. 
She, I thought she, she may have had some variety of powers while she was dating him, and then Galactus showed up and was like, I need a new herald. Who wants to do that? And she was like, I want to go to space, regardless of how many people I have to kill to do it. Yeah, so her known relatives is Phineas T. Horton. <laughs> it is a great name. And, oh. and her group affiliation is Herald of Galactus. <laughs> yeah, so, that's... Sure, so like she and Terex and uh, the Silver Surfer. And Airwalker and... I don't know that A few one, other sure. people. Uh, so she first showed up uh, uh, as Frankie Ray in <laughs> Fantastic Four, uh, 164, the, the Crusader Syndrome in November 1975. Oh, okay, so pretty early then. Yeah, and then uh, she had Human Torch powers and two... 38 and then she became the uh herald of galactus with the name nova in 244 okay so it really didn't take long to make that transition yeah also fun fact this issue of fantastic four features the hostess fruit pie ads the incredible hulk and the evils uh, (laughs) evil twins of evil i love those hostess fruit pie ads i love them too especially when the hulk is just like yo i want those fruit pies i'm gonna beat you up yep and then he so doesn't beat him them. up. <laughs> and he doesn't beat him up because he got some hostess fruit pies. Yep. Um, hang on. Let me think for a second. So how did she get Human Torch powers? Does your does the book tell us? We're gonna get to that. Okay, good. Gosh. So well, I'm just excited to be here going through this stuff. Well, I'm sorry. Temper your excitement, Sean. I refuse to damp my unending well of enthusiasm, Jesse. Like I like I've read out an enthusiasm like an hour ago. Like, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so, so she, it's not really known what her uh, what her parents are. And her original last name isn't known. But when she was, uh, but when when her father died when she was still a baby, her mother shortly uh, married Professor Phineas T. Horton, mm-hmm. who who then changed his name to Thomas Ray. Right. Now, why he did that? Yeah, Horton ended up working as a repairman as Thomas Ray. Mm. Well, apparently there is a appendix uh, uh, of Horton T. I mean, of Horton. So, yeah. Yeah, that- so okay, my what I'm wondering here is did Phineas T. Horton walk into air conditioner repair school? And the guy at the desk said, oh, no, 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 no. Phineas T. Horton? No, that's a professor of literature and or history name. No, no, no. You have to change it if you want to repair air conditioners. <laughs> well, um, he ended up working as a repairman, as mm-hmm. Thomas Ray. And he also was the inventor of the original Human Torch. Oh! In the 1940s and 50s. Yeah, like the android Human Torch. Also, another relative of Vision... The original Human Torch. Is he? Yep. How so? We'll get, we're talking about Vision at some point. Don't want to burn some. Don't want to burn okay. some yeah, content. Don't, don't want to use that content before we get there. No, but like the, the Vision is made of so many characters that no one gives gives a. S- oh, they did use technology used in the Human Torch's body to build it, didn't they? Wonder Man's mind. Oh, that's also. right. I, for some reason, I thought it was Wonder Man's body, but no, that's it. No, he's not a human. He's a synthesoid, like the original Human Torch. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, the government decided that the uh, human tor- original Human Torch was so dangerous, potentially dangerous, that he wasn't allowed to construct another one. Mm. So they impounded his uh, chemicals and equipment and stored them in a uh, compound warehouse. I see. So then her mother died shortly after the marriage to Horton. Mm-hmm. And his his spirits were broken, presumably by both his his wish his I mean his uh his wife's death and the government's suppression. Yeah, no, that's there's sort of a combination of things there. Yeah, and then he uh worked as a repairman and drank drank in excess and sorrow. <laughs> so. Okay, so things sort of didn't turn out so great for our good friend Phineas T. Hort. Nope. Didn't at all. But when he first saw that Johnny Storm was around by the mm-hmm. new human torch. Yeah. He became incensed that someone was using his then active act uh inactive android creation. Okay, but like and he thought it that Johnny Storm was the android. Okay. I do love how the Marvel universe sort of incorporates all those like ancient comics that uh, came around before really continuity was a thing. Like I think that's a neat way that they've gone about it. That was more of John Burns thing. Mhm. Um, to, I would say to his benefit and to his, uh, detriment. detriment yes. Um, cause he would get into the nitty gritty about continuity, yeah, but then not really write stories. They would just be telling you about continuity and how it fit uh-huh. to his continuity. <laughs> you probably saw that whenever you were reading John Burns run. Yeah, I was, it's been a while, so I was more just excited to be reading superhero comics. I may not have really had an idea in mind that they were good or bad ones. Yeah, but that was kind of his thing. He liked doing, but like he, yeah, but he, uh, but he brought back the original Human Torch as a sticking point for him. Um, so then, well, well, actually, the original Human Torch would eventually be revived and then reconstructed. By Horton as the vision. Do you know, there's an interesting sort of fact about Marvel continuity. It is, technically speaking, the longest-running single ongoing narrative in human history. Yeah. I mean, like, DC could have had that if they didn't reboot yeah. four, three times in the last four years. I mean, yeah, like, like, pretty frequently. I anyway. mean, 12 years. Actually, no. They've they rebooted, I think, like, what, six times? No? Five times? Hard reboots and some of them are soft reboots is the thing, so it's really hard to tell. But yeah, they're all reboots, no matter yeah. what they say. They're actually reboots. There was New 52, and then there was Rebirth, one of which was bad. The other one was good in that order. Yep. Fight me. <laughs> yeah, I still I still have not forgiven DC for New 52, so... I was I really already. excited about the idea of New 52, and it was just trash. Hey, why don't we make one of the sweetest boy uh, boys... Into just a really awful kid. We're talking about Billy Batson. Yeah. And Captain Marvel. They can call him Shazam all they want. His name is Captain Marvel. Well, that doesn't change the fact that the good Captain Marvel is, uh, is Carol Danvers. Okay. Um, I like Carol Danvers. I also do love Billy Batson, so... Shazam! But uh, but speaking of things that are ancient, <laughs> the Human Torch. He wanted to recreate the Human Torch. Mm-hmm. So he took his uh, 14-year-old daughter, stepdaughter, 
to the now de- deserted chemical plant where the government stored the chemicals and oh, this is bad in equipment. And uh, maybe, just maybe, this daughter collected some of the material to renew his work. Uh, and a uh, yeah, and a uh, new and a uh, sorry, a rotting floorboard gave way under Frankie's foot, and the. Uh, Chemicals she was carrying may be exploded into flames and cold finger body. You're being really, you're really hedging your bets about this. Yeah. I feel like it's more than a maybe. Oh, it's maybe, maybe, maybe this is what <laughs> happened. Um, I was then, worried that he was going to do it to her on purpose, so I'm a little less. Uh... I'm still going to blame him for doing it on purpose because sure. why are you going to take? Why are you going to take your 14 year old daughter? And get- yeah, don't take teenagers to do crimes with you for sure. But, like, that is marginally better than taking teenagers to dump them deliberately in vats of chemicals. So, again, I, I you know what? I'm okay with seizing property that was stolen from you by the government. I'm okay with that. But. <laughs> but. Just going to go ahead and conspicuously not leave a take on that subject. <laughs> yes. Uh, but. Taking your 13-year-old daughter would be like, hey. Carry this drum full of chemicals that are known to make almost every single superhero yeah do you want to just go ahead and carry those around for me yeah irresponsible to say the least yeah then like you know when that happened she became the you know flame flame on oh, cool I'm so many superheroes are born of criminal negligence it's kind of almost a public service at this point yeah uh her clothing <laughs> was consumed by flame but only her uh but her body was wholly unharmed um he felt guilty for what he'd done also for to his stepdaughter denuding his 14 year old stepdaughter which is kind I, of a I, I would probably feel guilty about that yeah. as well <laughs> um but she but he felt a lot of guilt so guess what he did i'll give um, you three hints did he resolve to be a more responsible stepfather in future i would say no i really hope he didn't kill himself because that's um, maybe. I don't know. I don't see anything about him killing himself here, so that could be something he'd done. Okay, well... Come on, um, one more guess. Come on. I got one more. Took her under his wing and trained her to be a superhero. No, he hypnotized her to make oh, her forget. Good. Yes! What a great way to solve all of your mistakes. So, um, so he hypnotized her to not only forget about what happened and her powers, about him. And, uh, he left her, he sent her money every week. For, for six years. And uh, about one year after her uh, accident, he she contained she got a package containing a costume designed for her that would allow her to control her powers and would not ha- be harmed by her flames. Hey, forget about your powers, but also here, remember your powers. Hey, Jesse, this kind of sucks, eh? It kind of does. I, I mean, and also the suit was made of unstable molecules because of course sure. it was. How did he get that technology? Isn't it, like, pretty closely guarded by the Fantastic Four? Actually, uh, it's the fun thing about that is not only is it closely guarded, but it's also copyrighted by the Fantastic Four. Because there was a point in uh, a a Fantastic Four run where someone stole Unstable Molecules. Uh And they're just like, that's ours. It was just like, no, it isn't. We found it out. And then Reed Richards is just like, got a microscope. Yeah. Got into one of the molecules and says, property of <laughs> Reed Richards. <laughs> Basically. 
How do you write that on the side of a molecule? Okay. Regardless of that. Okay. Do not, a- do not ask that after we just talked about what we just talked about. Sure. Patenting a chemical formula is like a legitimate thing to do, though. It's it's a legitimate thing to do, and he just happens to know how to write on the molecule. We can do that now, probably. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, we can write in atoms, but I don't know how you would write on an atom, which is what you'd have to do. Well, it's a Fantastic Four. They can do whatever they want. You've got me there. If we're going to bring hard science into the Fantastic Four, we're going to have to start a lot earlier than when they started writing on molecules. Also, it's a suit made of unstable molecules. Yeah, that does not burn when the Human Torch uh, ignites at the temperature of the sun. So you got me there in like three different ways. Carry on. And also in that in that uh, in that package, there was also a cassette recorder with an audio tape, which mm-hmm. had a specific word on it. From Horton, and she oh, fell which back. Was the trigger word. Yeah, and she fell back into her hypnotic state. Oh, into her hypnotic state. Yeah, of well, trance, and then it was uh, about uh, she kind of forgot about how she got her powers and where she got her powers from. Okay, hadn't she already forgotten that? She was kind of reminded. All right. By the thing, by the package. So she was she was told to put the. Uh, costume under normal clothing and destroy the tape with no memory of what she's just done. Uh-huh. And then uh, she still had no knowledge of her superhuman powers, but she wore that specifically designed costume for her for a long time because it <laughs> remained because it remained invisible. Oh! Did that not come up when she like I can't think of a PG example like needed well, to okay. use the so, shower? So, first off, she was definitely um, in a state where she would be naked at some point. Right. Like, like you, humans it's gotta are. happen. Living your day-to-day life, you gotta take a shower. And also, another thing I'd like to point out, that probably that definitely covered up her, like, her bits. And you kind of need that to expel waste. Well, yeah, and I was trying to avoid saying exactly that, but I don't see how it would um, not be noticeable, even if you couldn't feel it. Well, it is unstable molecules. Maybe it just, like, you know... Uh, okay. <laughs> made exit holes? I don't know. I don't... You know what? John Vert has done a good... A, a clever thing here. By writing this in such a way that I'm too uncomfortable to try and guess its solutions. I mean, the Human Torch and her dated. Dated for a while. And whenever the Hypnotic Command weekend, uh, she eventually saw herself with the costume... And then the blocks shattered completely, and she was able to activate her flaming powers. Ah, finally. <laughs> yep, and then a she... long way into the superhero origin story before she was actually allowed to well, have any powers. Well, that's because like she was just a throwaway girlfriend character for like, and then John Byrne was just like, yo. Hey, you know what else? This whole origin story, she hasn't interacted with the Fantastic Four, in whose comics she primarily appeared, I thought. Yeah. Well, she she then appeared, then she, like, talked to, you know, Reed mm-hmm. and stuff, and wanted to become a member of their team. And then she worked with the Human Torch and the Fantastic Four. Yep. But then she sought to, you know, go to space and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Galactus is like, yo, I need someone to replace this useless silver man. (laughs) 
And she was like, yo, I want to go to space. And then she was given cosmic my flame silver, power. My silver surfer has gotten soft. I need someone who is willing to bring a greater degree of ruthlessness to this planet-killing situation. Yes, I need I need someone. I need someone else. Maybe they're on fire, like half of the people I get. Like Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe you, you, person there, who are sad with their lives. Be yeah. my herald. So he does um, element powers, right? One of the four elements. What element is Silver Surfer supposed to be? Cosmic. That's not an element. That is an element. Yeah, it is. No. Well, no. No, no. Prove me wrong. Fire, water, earth, wind. G- guess what else is an element? Plutonium. Okay. Sure. So, if, I mean, I did say four elements. Well, um. But if, sure, if we're doing if we're doing the periodic table, let me also. I'm just going to bring it up on Google here. Just uh, periodic table and. Huh, no, it's weird. It's weird. Do you know what I don't see out here, Jesse? Cosmic. <laughs> well, guess what? Cosmic is one of the ones that haven't been uh, found yet, so prove me wrong. How, okay, what's the atomic weight of a cosmic atom? All of them. Uh, okay all right like like the 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 atomic number is at all so um so in an alternate universe she's been depicted that she was the herald into the 22nd century Mm -hmm. and then another another future alternate future depicted as her as a herald of galactus for 100 million years from now Presumably there was some off time in there somewhere. Well, I mean, sometimes he gets hungry after after his tum tum is filled with that sure, with that sure. planet muffin he just ate. After two hundred million years, you got to figure that you've built up. If you're assuming your vacation days roll over, that is, you got to assume you built up a fair number of uh, days off there. Yeah. Um, also, um, guess guess how much she how tall she is. I'm not going to let you guess. It's 5'6". Okay. My height. We can look I each other never, in the eyes. I would never have guessed that. Yeah. It, the fact that you were making me guess, I thought it was going to be like 7 feet or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, she weighs uh, 140 in Earth gravity. Mm-hmm. She used to have blue eyes, but now they're white with no visible pupil or irises. And she used to have red hair, but now she has no hair. Well, I mean, that's not strictly fair. Her hair is fire now. Well, so are you saying she flies on her fi- uh, her hair? Maybe. Yeah? No, I reject that premise. No, all of her is fire. She's sort of fire from tip to top, so to speak. It's just fire all the way down. You know, I feel like you're just... Uh, just... You're not looking at this with the nuance we need in this podcast. I'm looking it up. Nova, Galactus. Okay, yeah, so she's sort of a golden statue of a woman now, and she does have fire hair. No, it's fire that she just puts up there, so it looks like she has hair. It's not her hair. It's a fire wig. Uh, Okay, in as much as there are probably no follicles underneath that fire, I guess you're right. Yes, she has a fire wig, which is not her hair. Mm. Um. Uh. So she has her unusual feature, 
is she has cosmic energy resembling flames. Yeah, that's an unusual feature, is it? You said that like half his heralds were fire themed. Yeah, like half the heralds are fire themed. <laughs> um, she can lift about forty tons. That's on, on Earth. pretty good. Here's her powers. She can. She possesses the ability to manipulate cosmic energy in the form of stellar fire. Um, she is okay, no. Yeah. She is no longer. She no longer has a carbon-based body. Yeah, that's um, gonna happen. She is a just a pure being of cosmic energy. Sure, no. which apparently manifests as gold tin foil. Yes, <laughs> or well, just gold foil. There's no tin involved. She but. is the. Uh, she is a humanoid equivalent of a miniature sun. Cool. And she can project the, this this uh, power off of her body from any point with a mental command. So it's not like can based or anything. If she wants to like have like a belly laser, she could have belly laser. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Okay. Or like toe beams or something. Yeah. Actually, fun fact: she does not have toes. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. There aren't any. No, no, there isn't. It's almost as if she's in like a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Of yeah, kind of a kind of a golden morph suit. Eh? Her energies encompass the entire electromagnetic spectrum, possessed by a star, heat, light, gravity, radar waves, charged particles. One of those was not an electromagnetic spectrum thing. Two of those were not electromagnetic spectrum things. Well, guess what isn't included in uh, magnetism? Mind control, but <laughs> but apparently that's a thing magnetism can do. It's true. Also, Magneto does have like a, a magnetic personality, um, and he did astral project in some early issues. So, you know, like, like magnetism does everything. We got a fair amount of power drift going on here. She can make like really hot, hot fire. Yeah, uh, it's not known how she projects her cosmic energy. But I'm going to say space magic? Yeah, oh no, definitely. I thought you were going to say something like, but she, like, squeezes real hard or something. <laughs> Never mind, undo. Yeah, if she, if she uses her Please powers... Please cut that joke, I don't want to be the guy who said that. It didn't come out the way I meant it to. Oh, well, it's going to stay in. No. Oh, dear God, no, <laughs> alright. Uh, I well, formally apologize and just want the internet to know that that is not what I meant, it just came out. It just did. You know what? It's getting worse. Continue. Yep. <laughs> I just see. I just see a hole. It keeps on getting deeper. Don't, don't, man. <laughs> help, um, me, help me climb out of this hole. Don't dig me deeper into it. Well, if she uses her powers unidirectionally, she can fly at nearly light speed in interstellar space, which is uh, not enough. And uh, she can also uh, cause like gravity disturbances when she flies that fast. Flying at near light speed isn't going to get you to another planet. I mean, it does if you have a a thing. you got to go a long time or get a hyperdrive. Well, she also has the power cosmic. Maybe she can, you know, teleport. Maybe, okay, the power cosmic must do warp or something, because you have to go faster than that, or else you it'll be a hundred years before you get to a star. It always bugs me when they have a character who, who can fly at light speed and... They just, or or maybe who flies at less than light speed, and they can fly to another galaxy, just like for a weekend or whatever. No, sense of scale, guys. Well, there's like wormholes and stuff. It's really important 
superheroes. Well, you, you gotta have a wormhole, though. You can't just be like, oh, hey, it's me, Superman. You know, the guy who can fly at, like, Mach 5 or whatever. It's pretty fast, but how are you gonna get to another planet there, Supes? Oh, yeah, no, how are you gonna get to the moon in a good time? Takes a long time. I mean, take that up with uh, comic book science. Well, I will. Is that a YouTube channel or what? Uh, no, just uh, right into the first people who established comic book science or science fiction rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see you're mocking me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I do have a book called The Physics of Superheroes, which is pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah that is kind of cool. And it does, like, it actually, so the goal of it is to teach you basic physics using superhero examples, and it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, you would like that nerd. <laughs> so the guy who's Marvel podcast, I am generously appearing on. Um, yeah, she's virtually impervious to like any forms of harm. Mm-hmm. Like any projectiles that come towards her will basically be incinerated. Yeah. She can't age or get tired or die of disease. She no longer yeah. needs air. You better bring some podcasts with you if you're going to be Galactus's Herald, though. There's going to be a lot of just flying through the void. I would, like, I would probably find the closest cosmic shotgun, like, in about five, five, 500 years, probably. Oof. Okay, yeah. well, 500 years. 500. No, no, immediately. I get off the... I'm just like, nope, I'm gone. I don't want to be here anymore. Then, I mean, I'd just bring the entire back catalog of Alphabet Flight, and I'd be pretty much set. Yeah. Ding. And maybe maybe someone pitch me something, too, just yeah. to throw in a little bit of a different plug. Exactly. I'm not saying the Silver Surfer listens to our shows. I'm just strongly implying it. She does have a, uh organic brain, though. Oh. So she does occasionally have to sleep. I thought for... she was made of pure energy. Her, most of her body, sorry. So her body. So her brain is just a floating gob in a bucket of pure that's, energy that's, that's with that's with all the heralds that's vile yeah well they have to so sometimes she has to sleep to for the instinct because she has mm-hmm. she doesn't have to sleep but she feels like she has to sleep well your brain will go crazy if you don't sleep like her body might be indefatigable but your brain gotta get some of those those sweet z's and uh before she had these powers she was uh the human torch basically yeah mm-hmm. so Yep, just some more uh, cosmic powered BS. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta level with you. Cosmic scale stuff is usually my least favorite part of superhero universes. I like some cosmic scale stuff. Hmm. I will say that outright. I like I like space opera stuff, but okay. the characters involved tend to be way too powerful and too invulnerable for me to really care about their well being. And that's the th- you know when you have the X Men. And they fight um, mutants in the city. And as a result, you can see them like smashing construction equipment and building. I know what construction equipment and buildings are, so I maintain a sense of scale for what's going on in the fight. When you take them and put them in the void of space, or worse, have them fight a Shi'ar ship. Um, I don't know what a Shi'ar ship is. I don't, I've never seen one, and so I have no sense of scale for what they're doing to it, and as a result, they let them just rip strips off it, or Cyclops is blowing up spaceships, and like, I don't think he's supposed to be that powerful, but they completely forget to have any sense of scale once they get up to there. 
No, I mean, Cyclops' eyes are portals to a realm of pure a, kinetic energy. It's true. Just just portals straight to the laser dimension. So well, that no, is no, not correct. lasers, concussive force. They have no heat. All right. They have no heat. <laughs> they... <laughs> They make that a they make a big deal out of that in the comics for some reason. They're portals to shove space. Then <laughs> yes, it's shove space. Red <laughs> shove space. It has a name. I cannot. I could not be bothered to look up what the name is. We're I don't, calling it shove space. I don't care about Cyclops and his dumb power. So Cyclops is a bad character. I always wanted to like Cyclops because I'm always a fan of like the the Boy Scout leader of the team type character. Your Captain America kind of guys. Cyclops isn't one of those, and I wanted him to be for so long. Now he's either he's either incredibly boring or the entirely worst. Just like a huge dipweed, yeah. So like, cheating on his wife and whatnot. Ugh. Yeah. So, but we we already talked about Cyclops. In fact, yeah, we, I know. actually, you know what? We talked about Cyclops for about five minutes, and then I did my Mojo Mojo vs. Space Jam, uh, pitch. I cannot. I'm just gonna have to go listen to that episode. <laughs> so, Mojoverse. Mojoverse. Oh, like um, the guy. Mojo. That one guy. Yeah, Mojo. Mutant, the X Men from another universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So it was basically powered stealing. Uh, powered stealing. Um, alien or genetic creations or whatever of some uh-huh. sort stole the powers of the most popular x-men and basically and the b-team yeah against. they have to play basketball because that's what because that's the reason why is because mojo mojo won't give those powers back unless they can beat them in a game of basketball that sounds pretty sick and i would watch that movie for sure is michael jordan there no oh but the fun fun thing is is one of the the one of the people who stole powers mm-hmm. instead of instead of stealing Nightcrawler's powers, he stole a Bamp's powers. So he's just a tiny he's a tiny little Nightcrawler that bounces around because <laughs> <laughs> he's just like it's blue and furry and he teleports around and they just stole it and he's just like oh so I'm they tiny. Just picked, yeah they found a blue furry teleporting thing and yeah. it was the wrong one yeah so uh, strong guy is one of the people on the teams oh okay yeah, yeah. I know him. Yeah, so you know, uh, that's that's a thing I pitched for for <laughs> uh, instead of talking about Cyclops for a long time. <laughs> I think that is all I have on Frankie Ray, though. Yeah, that's all I have. So yeah, she she was uh, basically just uh, brainwashed <laughs> for a long time. That sucks. Yep. Uh, Not a whole lot of agency in that characterization. Nope. I guess until she becomes the genocidal space queen. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes she does it for a very long time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What do you have to plug? So, um, I and Laura, who's also been a guest on your show, Laura Forsey, um, we do a show called Pitch Me Something, which you can find on FranklyImplausible.com. Uh, and on it, we pitch pop culture, we pitch racing leagues, we pitch just about anything that one of our guests is willing to come on our show and talk for 20 minutes about, and we have a ton of fun doing it. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at Sean Franklin. That's Franklin with a G. Hopefully that'll be in the episode description or something that you can actually see it too. Um, or you can follow Frankly Implausible, which is our production company, at Zero Plausibility. And that's the numeral zero and the word plausibility. 
Uh, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creep Creators where I talk about cryptids. Um, I think the last episode contained the aforementioned Laura mm-hmm. um, in it. And we talked about something. Looking forward uh, to hearing that. Yeah. Uh, a mer merman with armor and a sea unicorn with a surprisingly floppy horn, which we got into a little oh, bit. Okay. Yeah. Every time I hear about this episode, I get more uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I also have a cat named Dexstar, and if you want to look at pictures of him, you can go <laughs> on uh, at Marvelous Mooch on uh, Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to see pictures of the people we're talking about, you can go to uh, the HodgePodge group on Facebook or at Al- Alphabet Flight on Twitter. Uh, besides that, I we're done. Cool. We're done. And, Thanks uh, for coming and hearing about the other Nova. Yeah. And uh, this, yeah, this has been Alphabet Flight. And may Madcap show you how truly meaningless life is. Bye. Bye.